0: Hey, this is Aaron Holt. I'm the director of Lead the Generation. I'm joined today by my co-host Gilbert Ackerman, youth pastor at Allison Park
1: Church. We just want to say thanks for joining us today for the LTG Student Leadership Podcast. We believe that leadership is all about influence, so we want to help you discover new ways to reach your friends for Christ and lead your generation. If this podcast is helpful to you, it would mean
0: the world to us if you'd write a review and rate it on whatever platform you're listening from. And hit subscribe. We'll be dropping new episodes several times a week throughout the school year.
1: And be sure to share if you think this would benefit other students like you. Feel free to check out the show notes for more ways ways to connect with our ministry and our guests.
0: This podcast is sponsored by our partner WorldServe International. WorldServe is addressing the water crisis in Africa where over 790 million people don't have access to clean drinking water. You and I can be part of solving this crisis. Go to
1: worldserveintl.org to get started. So get ready. The Student Leadership Podcast starts right now.
0: Hey friends, welcome to the Student Leadership Podcast. We're so excited all this week to be joined by guest Charlie Allo. Charlie is the Youth and Children's Director for the Louisiana Ministry Network in the Assemblies of God. Charlie, thanks so much for being with us all this week man thanks for having me, man i'm so excited to be here I heard a shout out by WorldServe,
2: by the way the students here in louisiana man we're raising funds this year to provide a water well out in africa as well so I'm, i love those guys and love you guys thanks for all that you do man for our students dang that's so cool
1: now charlie here's our question of the day for you gonna get things started right here and this may date you just a little bit here but don't be shy What dance move was most popular when you were a kid? Oh come on! When I was a kid,
2: I used to be able to rock the kid and play back in the nineties, man. The early (laughs) nineties. Wait, the what? I'm sorry. One more time. The kid and play, man. Used to and the running man, dude. They had all those dance moves. You didn't even know the kid and play. I don't.
1: I don't think I do. I was born in '89, but I don't think I know that. Nah, (laughs) dude. I was born in '79,
2: and the kid and play kind of did the little uh, one foot. uh, I guess I don't know twist another foot, and do two or three of those, then kick the guy. uh, The other it's two people, so people you'd be doing it toward each other. You kick each other's foot and kind of go back, do it again, and like turn around, like a little uh, merry-go-round kind of thing. It was pretty
0: <laughs> I just wish that this was a video podcast right now, so we could ask you to demonstrate. That would just you oh, that'd know, be great. That would be, that would be really great, but. <laughs>
2: Exactly. I grew up in New Orleans, so we all, you know, I grew up in the in the West Bank. So I had a little bit of that
0: in my blood. So. Cool. That's good, man. Well, man, we're excited to have you on the podcast all this week doing multiple episodes with uh, students that are listening in because they want to become better leaders. And um, you've got a lot of experience. You're a youth ministry veteran. And so uh, I'm sure that you've got some great thoughts on leadership to share with uh, our listeners. So let's just jump right in. Give, give us a give us a leadership thought that students can kind of work on right now.
2: Well, first thing I wanna say is just something simple. Students, if God wanted someone else to be where you are, you wouldn't be there. I'll say that again, if God wanted someone else to do what you can do and to be where you are, you wouldn't be there, and they would, there would be. And one thing I know about youth ministry is that if being a teenager, there is a questions of insecurity, right? Like we ask, what am I good at? Why am I here? What's my purpose? And all those questions are real, but here's the thing that I've learned, that everybody has those questions. Check this. I mean, every single guy, every single girl since the beginning of time around this world has questioned their worth. Every single person, everybody. We all compare ourselves, man, whether it's people we see on social media, people we see on Hulu, Netflix, people down the block. But here's the thing, uh, Aaron, man, I realized, bro, that since we can only see what's right in front of us, we get stuck in our own heads with thoughts like, well, we're the only ones who, you know, we might only be thinking that we're not good enough, or smart enough, or funny enough or pretty enough or spiritual enough. But if everyone has those thoughts, then I really sort of think that it can't be random. Like if every single person since Jump Street with Adam and Eve all the way to now has had those questions, then it might be something more. And I found in the word that God speaks and moves with a specific order and purpose. And so students, if you're listening to this, check I really believe that you aren't a mistake, you aren't a mishap, you're not a redo, you're not, you know, plan B. So when you get those thoughts of why me, or what can I do? How does this family scenario work out? Why do I have this unique collection of personality, strengths, abilities, wants, goals, whatever? What can I do? Well, the simple part is if God wanted someone else to be where you are, to do what he wanted you to do. They would be there, hmm. but as you and I believe, Naren, it's that belief and understanding that literally has the power to change somebody's world.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I definitely felt that as a teenager. Had divorced family, moved from Chicago to Pittsburgh, and I uh, felt like I very much didn't fit in with my high school culture that was out here. And I remember thinking, like, I don't even, I don't even know where I fit in with this. And I feel like I am. My life is just kind of a collection of maybe mistakes. If that makes sense, like, I, I don't know how there could be intentionality along the path where there has been so many mistakes or just so many kind of random things. But I think what you're saying is so true is that, like, God's plan for our lives just supersedes that. Like, he's aware of that before it has ever happened to us, no matter what is what is going to come even down the road from this point forward. God is aware of and God has a plan in the midst of. But, like, is there is there a, a Bible verse for you, Charlie, that, like, brought this to mind or, like, would encourage students with?
2: Yeah, I mean, the whole thought's founded on this big idea of God's sovereignty, right? Which that's just a big word that means God has the supreme authority to do what only he can do. And that is all over scripture matter of fact dude i mean i have just got a few you see seen the old testament the prophet isaiah you know chapter 45 it says god has formed all things he talks about a dude who makes pottery but isn't asked by the pot why he was a pot then why should we ask who we are we got jeremiah telling us god's plan for us we have Job telling us god's plan can't be undone we have david in the psalm singing on the comfort knowing that god will fulfill his purpose we got king solomon proverbs dropping knowledge that every decision is from god We got Jesus talking about God's order, man. He's talking about in this way, he uses sparrows, but in today's marketplace, he's like, look, if there's a pair of LeBrons who could be bought for 200 bucks and that fact doesn't escape God's (laughs) knowledge and he even knows the hairs of your head. You're worth more because than a couple of, uh, you know, high price sneakers. We got the apostles talking about that. We got Paul talking about it. Every church in Ephesus, Rome, Corinth, Colossus, I mean, everywhere that God chose us for his purpose. And God wants to work in us and through us. It's everywhere, man.
0: It's so good. And uh, it's such an important reminder for uh, for students and, and even for adults. Right. Because we're so inundated with, with messages that are telling us that we're not worth much and that we're never accomplished much. And and I love that you're just not just giving us one verse. Charlie, but like giving us like actually dozens really of like, here's all the different places in God's word where it says like, you mean everything. And I also love how you're really bringing this thought out of like, you're here on purpose. If God wanted it to be anyone else, it would be them. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be you. you know, like, you're so like for students that are listening, like your generation has gone through something that, that many other generations have never gone through. You've gone through a pandemic, right? You've gone through these crazy experiences in the last year. But if if you really believe in what Charlie's saying, it's like you're here for a reason. God ordained for you to be here to be leaders through all of this, which I think is so encouraging. Um, Charlie, I'm wondering if there's like a a, a particular particular student that you're thinking of who's really living this out well right now, and maybe their story could inspire uh, other students that are listening.
2: Yeah, there was a girl in a friend of Manjit's ministry, and she didn't get along well really with other students. She was kind of a loner, pretty stagnant in her faith too at this time. I'll tell you kind of how this believing has changed her life, honestly. One week, she a message that God could use her to make a difference in Africa. It's about actually with the water well with WorldServe. I didn't realize that you, that they were sponsoring this, but her pastor, youth pastor said, hey, um, there's this need, and God can use you with your gifts and your abilities to help uh, provide water for folks in Africa, you know, across the Atlantic. And so she didn't really have many friends. She didn't really have a job, anything to sell, but she had an idea. She told her youth pastor, I'm going to raise thousands by next week. Next Ooh. week. For in two days, she raised 200 bucks by just her skills as a baker, talking to her family. She calls her youth pastor, encourages her, her, then five days, God gets to use her if she would just believe. So she starts working, working around the neighborhood, around the block, and then one of her neighbors heard about picking up somebody else's lease down the block. He cut her a check for $1,000 right there. And by the wow. end of the week, she raised $2,000 with just her belief her work ethic and her skills. She just gave it all. And guys, the crazy thing is something changed with her. She literally changed on the inside because of that belief that she began to shine. She began to share that God's love for people. She began to be uh, this nice, I guess, and not just, oh, I want to get friends, but she began to share the love of God and, and just became a completely different person uh, from
1: that one week challenge, really. Wow. With $2,000 in a week, that's insane. Wow. That is that is one of the more impressive, I feel like, stories I've heard, I've heard about students. And I know we have a lot that are watching this that are maybe even feeling inspired to step out this way themselves, like maybe two thousand goals, two thousand dollars feels like a very aggressive goal for them. But is there is there a practical step that they can take to start moving in that kind of direction?
2: Yeah, I mean, and you know, God is one to create a generation of givers, right? Givers of our time, ourself um, and, and whether it's finances, whatever it may be. But the application is really where these students are on their journey. Students, if you're beating yourself up, wanting you can do, you're discouraged, disillusioned, first I wanted to say take comfort to know that God hasn't left you. If you're alive, you have purpose in this world, period. You know, the devil's already been judged in his disbelief. Well, he wants you to be deceived, and he's going to try to paralyze you in that disbelief and that despair. But my mom used to always say this, the devil can't steal the Holy Spirit out of your life, but he sure can pluck the fruit. So students, you got to guard the joy, the love, your peace, your self-control. We got to fight for what is ours. And so what I want to say is I think you need to evaluate. Take 10, 15, 20 minutes and sit down and evaluate what your hardships are for the best stories come from overcoming hardship. Evaluate your strengths. List them out. Celebrate whose you are. Celebrate the gifts you have and how you can steward those. Evaluate your desires, your wants, your needs. The Bible says honestly that um, God gives you the desires according to his will. So do they lead you to God or away? And so discern where you are. So it's simple, say evaluate you are because the
0: whole world's waiting students for you to believe and not that belief. Or if not you, I guess I'd say you, then who? So So good, man. So good. I'm so excited for the rest of this week. This is going to be great. Students, you got to got to tune in all this week to listen to what Charlie's going to be sharing. And uh, and it's so good. You're going to want to share it, too. So go ahead and share it. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done that already. Tag us on social media. You can get uh,
1: the ministry at LTG Conference. You can find me at Aaron Holt. And you can find me at Gilbo Swagons. And remember, students, you are called to lead your generation. We encourage you to lead with passion for Christ and love for others.